Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Hour number two, Barton Han, Alan Hall, Bart Scott, 98.7 ESPN. 800-919-3776, the number. We'll get the calls rolling here with you in a moment. It's Leap Day, February 29th. Final day of Black History Month, Bart. And you remember the reference I was making to the, the, the skit that Eddie Murphy did? Bart? I'm here, bro. Yeah, oh, it's, I, I asked you a question. You said, remember what? Do you, rem- do you remember I was referencing Eddie Murphy? Yeah, yeah. Doing a bit of a parody, but like not really. Like some of it was kind of true. Yeah, yeah, George Washington. George Washington Carver, Carver right? That's why I said, like, like for us, for me growing up, there wasn't a lot of history where you understood it. All you knew about was like, you know, George Washington Carver was one name that always came to me as like, oh, great inventor, right? And and uh, you know, th- like, so it always brings me back to this skit. A little bit of irony here, but still funny from Eddie Murphy from SNL. What's that you putting on your bed? <laughs> and Carver says, oh, that's nothing but a butter substitute that I make from peanuts. I can't digest all that animal fat, you know. So the other fella tasted and he says, hmm, this tastes pretty good, man. Mind if we take a peek at the recipe? And Dr. Carver says, take a peek? <laughs> man, you can have it. Who's going to make eat butter made out of peanuts? No, no, I'm working on the method to compress peanuts into phonograph needles. <laughs> so Dr. Carver's two dinner guests, Edward Skippy Williamson <laughs> and Frederick Jiff Armstrong, two <laughs> white men, stole George Washington Carver's recipe for peanut butter, copyrighted it, and reaped untold fortunes from it. While Dr. Carver died penniless and insane, <laughs> still trying to play a phonograph record with a peanut. <laughs> Come on, man. It's like one of the best skits ever. <laughs> Why, why why am I laughing and you're not? No, I am laughing, man. I'm trying to figure out who Skippy was. So Skippy, <laughs> Jeff, what's the best peanut butter out there? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Like people out there, like who 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 got George Washington Carver right? Who you mean who perfected it? Yeah, who perfected it? Who 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 we gonna give credit to? I gotta be honest with you. Peter, I, that Peter Pan stuff is crap. No, nah, that's not real. I've always like I've always been a Skippy brand Skippy? guy. Yeah, Cause oh, because it's, it's smooth. No, I like actually chunky peanut butter. Look at how fast Jacob ran to the record button. Couldn't wait. He had to get to it. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's always been my. But you know what I've discovered? You ever go to Whole Foods and you can just make your own? Yeah, you make it. Own. It's not sweet though. You can tell they add a bunch of sugar to it because no, they don't you know, do regular, anything. I mean, no, no, just, no, 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 no. I'm saying real. I mean, oh, you mean yes, stuff, it's yes. Super sweet. Like when you get it like that, it's not sweet. It's but it's, it's so a good. Oilier too. It's so good. I get I get I, every time I go there, I'll get that. You see, the Whole Foods are also like uh, Uncle Giuseppe's on the island. Huh. They make it, and you, uh, you make it yourself. And one time I did it, and I swear I didn't know you. Like, when do you let go of the button? I don't know. So I let go of the button a little late, <laughs> and it just starts just over. Like it won't stop. It's like Lucy at the chocolate factory where it just keeps coming. I have no idea what to do with the rest of this stuff. Now I have no more containers to start grabbing the the pouring out of it's I make almond butter and I make peanut butter. It makes a big mess. But it's delicious. So listen, peanut butter might be one of the greatest uh, inventions that there ever was. The fact the fact that you the the fact that you can um the fact that you can uh make it 
and it, it substitutes as meat. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you get full like meat. So good. Can I ask you a question, though, about George Washington Carver? Yeah, absolutely. Why George Washington Carver? Why not just George Carver? Every black person got a middle name. Yeah, but why did we have, like, why does that be George Washington Carver? Why can't it just be George Carver? <laughs> like, it's a lot. Like, did no, he want, like, did people say, no, no, this boy's middle name is Washington? More, it's, probably more, it's probably more distinguished that way. Is that what it was? It was just to give it a little more, a little something extra? Look, 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 uh. Because look, look what happens, like, um, Betty Sue. What the hell is that about then? Huh? Who's Betty Sue? Exactly. Ah, but then when you do what? What but do you add to it that makes it better? Right, that's what I'm saying. You you put a little bit, little bit more, um, you know, a little bit more emphasis on it. You know what I mean? But like, like, you know, like her me, name is now Betty Lincoln Sue, and now all of a sudden you're paying attention. It gives it's more distinguished. Betty Roosevelt, Betty Roosevelt Sue. Oh, oh, wait a minute. That sounds like somebody important. It's just funny when you hear George Washington Carver, and you just, huh? Who? That's all. George Washington. You're Carver. really, Washington, really Washington, into this. Washington was a real dude. You know what I'm saying? I, uh, yes, so like but George so Washington. was George Carver. Because George Washington, you know what I'm saying? So like, they're like, oh man, what's that? Um, oh, it caught your attention, you're saying? Could you start yeah. with those first two names? Now you go, who? Exactly. And you had Carver, you're like, wait, no, wait, wait, No, 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 George Washington. Wait, that's like a knockoff brand. Like, hold on, yeah. no, hold on, hold on. <laughs> no, he the black, he the black George Washington. Yeah, he, that's the knockoff brand. Hang on a second. That's not who you thought it was. Oh, there's a. Do you want to explain then, Dino? Yeah, Wikipedia actually has something about it. It says during his time spent in Minneapolis, mm -hmm. there was another George Carver in town. Oh. Which caused confusion with the mail. Ah, so this goes back to the it whole caused real confusion McCoy. with the mail. So he just chose a random initial, no. W, <laughs> and was asked one time if the W stood for Washington. No, he did. And he said, why not? That's great. <laughs> This is according to Wikipedia, so I don't know. <laughs> that, I I want that to be true. I don't care. It just sounds too funny for it to not be true. <laughs> that is perfect. Yeah, sure. W Washington. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, close enough. And now, his, right. and, and now in history, we call him George Washington. It probably, it, it probably was William. And you're like, yeah, whatever. It, or it was nothing. He just put the W in there one day for wins. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, eight hundred. That's like that's why the weird, real McCoy was made, right? Because it was so fake. That people were coming stuff and they were bootlegging his stuff, so he had to stamp it the real McCoy. Now people don't realize where that saying comes from, but that's where the stamp, that's where that's where that's where it comes from, the real McCoy. So when people say something's the real McCoy, there was actually originally a real McCoy. No, no, no. It was somebody else that was trying to say Steve something, and then it was like, nah, man, like, nah, this it's just a real McCoy because it's like bootleg stuff. You know what I mean? You got everybody out there bootlegging people's stuff. So they made it the real McCoy. He said, so no, it's the real McCoy. he was an inventor in Canada called Elijah McCoy. Right. And he had many different inventions, including the ironing board and a lawn sprinkler. Other companies copied his devices, but they never worked as well. Right. So, so Elijah, they would say, make sure it's a real McCoy. Right, right. And so that's where the phrase came from. Exactly. Look how much we're learning today. Just think. <laughs> yeah, people, people. Was Elijah people, McCoy black? No, no, he white. He was, no, he, he was. He was like he was white, white. That would have been a good Black History Month moment right there. But he made the iron board, but the black man made the iron. All right, so there you go. See, working together in harmony to, to play the piano, you need the black keys and the white and keys. So how you've always been a Daniel Jones fan, right? Yeah, I think he's like you know he's put in a tough situation. But you've always been a fan, like you believe in him. Yeah, but I, I don't think that he'll be able to prove it here. 
You don't think he'll be able to improve it here? No, no, because now he's he's with a different regime. He played one good year with them. Well, here's after that he. Well, you know, the, yeah, two years ago he started to show that potential. Last year, of course, setback. the injuries happened again, and so the concerns were there. Offensive line was a disaster. He really doesn't have much weapon wise to throw to, but of course he's the quarterback, and so everybody's going to blame him. Exactly, he has carries. And now the Giants have a high draft pick in a in a quarterback draft, and the sense is. They've got to take a quarterback. That's the feeling. Mm-hmm. Joe Shane, pro football talk, he talked about the need for a backup plan at quarterback while Daniel Jones is recovering. The reality is he's coming off three injuries in, in two years. And right. everybody, that's facts. So it, it's something we got to consider. And, you know, we're going to address it through free agency. And if, if there's an opportunity in the draft, we're going to look at every position, not only quarterback. We're going to look across the board because we do have needs across the roster. Well, that's, again, you're supposed to say that. We have needs everywhere. But we all know that in a quarterback draft, when you have a top 10 pick, everybody's going to wonder, should you take a quarterback there? Dan Olavsky on Get Up said they absolutely should be planning for life after Daniel Jones. The Giants should absolutely be planning for life post-Daniel Jones in regards to both his ability to play and his ability or his availability. He's missed a ton of games Mm -hmm. over the last four or five seasons because of injury, and he's taken a ton of hits. And and we talk about – I remember having the conversation, and I was somebody a little blind to it in regards to Lamar and the hits that he was going to take and, the you know, as a running quarterback. Daniel Jones has taken just as many hits as Lamar did early on his football career, and those have added up. And his play hasn't warranted that that – total confidence for the future so i would love that i don't think drake may is going to be there at six but i would love that drake may is somebody that dan olaski's hoping the giants might be able to make a move for you know who disagrees with him bart who disagrees with you with with dan a lot of people there, because a lot of people think Jaden Daniels is the is the real stuff. Well, he Dan thinks he should be number one. That's what Dan thinks. Dan thinks he he might be better than Caleb Williams. Well, we, that usually happens, right? Yeah. Everybody was trying to argument last year was Bryce mm-hmm. Young yep. versus uh, C.J. Stroud, yep. and somebody's always going to be right. Well, Mel Kiper Jr. disagrees about Drake May over Daniel Jones. And to the guys this morning on DNR, he said as much. I'm higher on Daniel than everybody. I, I guess everybody else. I don't know. I haven't heard many people rave about Daniel Jones. I'm not raving about him, but I think he's a really good quarterback in this league, a solid quarterback in this league, and who is not uh, has been unfairly criticized. And uh, we've kind of forgotten what he did a few years ago when he got hurt, not because of anything he could do. You get injured because your supporting cast was not very good. But I'm moving forward with Daniel Jones. He's not 38 years old. He's not at the end of his career. He's not in the middle of his career. He's entering the prime of his career. So I don't think these – I'll say this. I don't see what Drake May brings to the table that Daniel Jones doesn't. I really don't. I watch Drake May. I don't know if people out there have studied – Drake May had a had a rough end of the season. If you watch Drake May play college football against Virginia, NC State, and Clemson, you would say, I don't really think this guy's our guy. So go back and watch those games. If you think he's better than Daniel Jones after those three games, then, then more power to you. So if mm-hmm. you go back and you watch Daniel Jones' last three games at Duke, what would you say? Right, this is subjective, right? Because well, but he's already in the league. You already have uh, like but your time in with him, and he costs forty million dollars more. So if yeah, they kind of look like the same player. He doesn't have the injuries. I, what I'm worried about Daniel Jones is his price tag and his availability. That's what I'm concerned with. Listen, how many guys do you want to sign up long term with a neck injury and an ACL? He hasn't been able to answer the bell how many times? 
So that's what I'm concerned with. So listen, I, I believe in Daniel Jones as well. I just don't believe in Daniel Jones here long term. Like he's a, he's going to be a guy, in my opinion, Daniel Jones, like a Ryan Tannehill that goes somewhere else and his second act is better than his first act because he's going to be put in a better situation. Yeah. Right? A better supporting cast, somebody who's already built up the team. But how old is Daniel Jones? Daniel Jones is probably, what, 29 probably? No. 27? No. 26? Yes. Okay, well, 26. I mean, he will be 27 when the season starts, but he's 26 years old. Yeah, but you're not talking about a guy yes. that is like 30, but and it's an like old. there's nothing left, and you got to no, move no, on, or no, or no. you've already given enough time. I don't think you've given him enough time. He's an old, but he's not he's an a, old 26. He is. He's an old beat up 26. He, why? Right? And why he, he, is he beat up? Because he's on a team that can't protect. Thank him. you. Right. So. This team this ain't is the, be able to This break. is the problem. This is the chicken this, and egg. You can't get a quarterback because you don't right. have an offensive line. But you need an offensive line to get the quarterback, but this you get rid team, of the quarterback when you're trying to build an offensive line. Like, team, figure it out. This, this guy's team, a good quarterback. Listen, he he was he played with Andrew Thomas, uh-huh. but Andrew Thomas wasn't solidified. Right? He played with Evan Neal when Evan Neal isn't solidified. And, you know, he played with Smith where he's getting good. He's, he's, he's getting better. But what I'm saying is, if you start over with a guy that's probably the same in the same spot as where Daniel Jones was coming out of college, then what what I'm saying is, this guy is going to get a a surefire great left tackle. But how do you know whoever you get at number six is as good as the potential of Daniel Jones is? Th- this is the same thing that Chicago's weighing right now. Yeah, you're now. right, and that's Chicago's not, e- and weighing it's the same not easy. Thing. By the way, you, have you seen? You the, I, have you seen? Mm-hmm. Justin Fields to Atlanta starting to become a thing. No, I started. Yeah, started I know. Back. No, no, you, you. That's another thing that you've pointed out. But that's the whispers are starting to get louder and louder about him ending up in Atlanta, going home. And it may happen. It may happen sooner than later. But that's not easy. Again, Ryan Post. That's not easy for for Chicago. That's not an easy thing to do. But like, what do we have you, in Justin Fields versus the unknown? Listen potential in Caleb Williams and then how about oh my god would you pass on Caleb Williams but but but, but what are we talking about right right like Patrick but the Giants Mahomes, don't have a Caleb no. Williams at their availability right. at six though right but Pat, Patrick Mahomes was able in the Kansas City Chiefs able to walk away from Tyreek Hill because they had won the championship right so they didn't they, they, they didn't look to reset at a position or like with with Chicago they have to play the odds and the odds are that Hey, this guy is a good quarterback, and he also gives us so much financial freedom. Because in a year or so, you'll be having to pay, you know, Phil's fifty fifty million dollars. If he has a good season, you got to pay mm-hmm. him fifty million dollars. If he has a good year, like no, Daniel Jones, bet on himself, you got to pay him fifty million dollars. And because Dak, Dak, and Tua may take it to sixty million. But you so, keep waiting. Like, like I find this to be the most maddening thing about the NFL. This drives me crazy. It mm-hmm. really does. Is that every time you have a young quarterback, a you have to throw them away if they aren't great by year three. Because you got to toss them in the trash because, because, because I can't afford to have to pay you if I don't. No. You haven't done it yet. You have three years to get it right as a young be, quarterback, be, or it's time to move on. Because, Look at all these teams yes. that are doing that. Because because it's a cap sport. It's not like basketball. But you don't you think that keep... there's something wrong with that? There's like, come on, Bart. Listen, like, listen. You got three years to show me something, or I got to get rid of you. That's not true. Jordan Love had four. Jordan Love didn't play. Right. He had four. But he didn't play. Right, because the team had a quarterback and it was structured correctly. Now, a guy like Fields. No, like hang on a had- second. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Go back to the draft. Mm-hmm. that had The last quarterback draft that we had, allegedly. Mm-hmm. 
Trevor Lawrence was number one, mm-hmm. right? You remember that draft, right? I do. How many quarterbacks are still with their team? None. Isn't that crazy? Mac Jones, he's not coming back. None. Justin Fields won't be with his team. Trey Lance it. already gone. Zach that. Wilson's going to be gone. I understand that. You you did hear that part too, right? Like Zach Wilson, they they were told they yeah. can go ahead and um yeah he can seek a trade, trade, right? Okay, yes, I want to make sure you saw that. But but like like do you see what I'm saying? I do. These guys have no shelf life. These are quarterback drafts, and the, you're hoping you hit the lottery. And if in three years you don't, guess the, what you're doing? You're fel- trying to do it again. The the fel- that's because Man, the quor- that's, because, cr- that's because the quarterback going to de- he demands Bart, so much. Here's money. what I mean. Why do I have to give you fifty million dollars if I don't think you're worth fifty million dollars? Who's because- giving it to you? Why do I have to give you fifty? You haven't proven a damn thing yet. Well, somebody would give Justin Fields. Somebody? Somebody would give God it to bless him. him then. That's but that's why they're trading for him, because somebody would give it to him. Just like does Dak Prescott deserve to make sixty million dollars a year? No. After what you just saw? No, he shouldn't. But he is he gonna who? get sixty million dollars a year? But who? Because, who's because, got the cap because, space because, to do that? Because if not him, then who? Who's got the cap space to do that? Well, they just added thirty million dollars more to the to the salary cap. Great. So again, a so a bad team that doesn't have a quarterback is going to give him the money. God guess bless what? him. You want to go there instead of here, where you have a chance to win something big? Guess guess what? The 49ers were so far over the cap when they announced that it's thirty million dollars more. They're under the cap. <laughs> <laughs> so so we ain't got to worry yeah. about breaking that team up because All now right. they're under the cap. Let's grab some calls. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Frank's in the Bronx. Go ahead, Frank. Hey there, so you guys talk about cap space. You really think Justin Fields is worth $50 million? No. No, but they don't have to give him $50 no, million so for what? two years. They don't have to. This is the, pro- this is the problem, Here's right? The- Here's the problem. But, yeah. do, do you want to be the team? Because they could have traded Justin Fields last year after he rushed for over 1,000 yards. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They could have traded him for a number two, right? Yeah. And they would have had C.J. Stroud. Mm. Do you think that team would be better with C.J. Stroud? They can't be the team that passes no. C.J. Stroud, Caleb Williams, and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, It's a bad look for the organization. So well, it's just that where they find themselves. Any other team might say, you know what, I'll get a haul. But they can't do that. Can I talk about my love for the – like, I'm a Jeff fan, and I'm a Ohio State fan. And when we passed up on Justin Fields a few years ago, I was so aggravated. Zach and I was stuck with this guy. Mm. Well, you're not stuck with Zach gone. Wilson. He's gone. You're not stuck with him. I know that. But <laughs> – well, we're dealing with the aftermath and we still don't have a backup quarterback and we still have no future. And I know the winning today, but, you know, one more calf injury to uh, Vinny Testaverde, excuse me, um, to, you know, Aaron Rodgers. That's mm-hmm. our history. And we're done. So why don't we – why can't the Jets get into Justin Fields? Because, like, what are you going to do? Have, get him and he's tell him he's a backup? Yes. Yeah. For, for yeah. two years? Yes, yes. yes. So, I would do that. Hold on, hold on. I so would have him to... sit with Aaron Rodgers and learn. Yes, 100%. Yes. And, t- and tell him no. you are the heir apparent and no. you will take and you have now pressure off you to take but, the no. time to get right. So he's the, he's the heir apparent. Yeah. No, he's the, he's the That's heir what apparent. I would do. He's the heir apparent and then he's going to sit for two years. You're going to pay him. Uh, How do I know he's going to sit for two years? You remember he was drafted, yeah. correct? Hey, I do. Who cares? You can't, you can't afford to pay him. So how are you going to get the line to protect Aaron Rodgers if you've got somebody that's sitting on the bench well, that, that you're going to pay he'd have to $20 be, million? Dollars. First of all, Bart, he'd have to be in. He'd have to be like, yeah, I will do. I want to do that. I want to do that. That's best for my future. How are you going to do that? So then if he say Aaron Rodgers say he wants no, to No, he'll be happy going years. to Atlanta. You're right. He'll be happy. But I'm look, if this is a fantasy world, that's the it's, fantasy world I'm looking for. 
it's no way in hell. I know there's no way in hell. So, so like that don't even make sense. It does to me. He, he, makes he a makes, lot of sense to me. He makes like eighteen million dollars. So okay. you're gonna be paying eighteen million dollars to somebody that's gonna sit for two years. You understand? You're gonna pay somebody gonna a lot of money 30, to not play quarterback next not, year. Not thirty six million dollars uh, in two years. I don't and know. Then not even. He not I don't even think gonna it's gonna be that offense. cheap. I don't think it's gonna be that cheap, man. You're gonna, gonna have to pay somebody. Eight, it's gonna be eight to ten. That's different. Uh, we'll see. Tony in Middletown. <laughs> Tony. Yeah. Hey. Uh, yeah. With Daniel Jones, I mean. I've never seen a quarterback get so many uh, excuses pushed out there for him. You know what I mean? Like they say, you know, the old quote, uh, monument, this is not the whole quote, but uh, monuments or excuses build monuments of nothing. And that's all we've pretty much gotten from Daniel Jones. His best year, really? he threw what? 15 touchdown passes? You got nothing? We made the playoffs? Made, made, all right, you forgot that part. That part, that, Tony, is really important. Made the playoffs, what, won a playoff game. And come on, that, and, yo, great, great. We won a playoff game. Well, oh my God! How many do you in, have in, in, in the freaking... Tony? How many playoff wins do you have in the last Man, decade? The G-Men ain't out there that win no one playoff game. Yes, they are. Tips, oh, okay? yes, they are. Jet fans can be happy with a playoff nah, win. Nah, man. Okay, Tony. No how many playoff win, wins do you have in ten years? How many? The same hey, amount. We got, how many? We got chips. That's what we got. Okay, how, we got chips. You have okay? chips. So you know, chips for to twelve with a years. Quarterback touchdown throwing. Fifteen Tony, you're crazy. Pass. Tony, you're crazy. Tony, you're crazy. Tony, Tony, here's a reality. You're crazy, Tony, man. Tony, here, here's the, the guy played. The guy played Tony, great down Tony. the stretch in a playoff win. Tony, Tony, here's can't read a defense. Well, listen, he didn't. He didn't. He wasn't. He, he's not been put in the best situation. We all agree that if he played for Philadelphia, you guys act like this guy's a no, no. bum. We, we all agree if he played for Philadelphia. He can't even do three snap reads. Tony, we all Pre-snap. agree. Snap, pre-snap read. What yeah, the hell is that? When, when you got when you got coverage and no safety over top, we uh, don't even throw to the guy. You're right. Tony, yeah, Daniel Tony. Jones has no idea. Tony, he doesn't. He doesn't Tony, Tony, well, Tony. hey, that's what it looks like. It Tony. looks like he has no, no idea. It doesn't Tony, to take take a breath, Tony. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like he has no, no offensive line. But Tony, but Tony, 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 who is who is he throwing to? That's the issue. Oh, we, come on. No, hey, Tony, hey, Tony. Hey, Tony here we go with Isaiah Hodgkins is like in 1A level. now. Here we go. Tony. He's not on Patrick Mahomes' level, but Tony. Patrick Mahomes got Nobody. all the all the, all the lot of people. that we threw away. It's a lot of people. It's a lot of people that's not on the Patrick best quarterback level. in the league. No. We, Listen, we, Tony. The Giants threw away all our receivers. And guess who got them? Guess who got them? Tony, you have to let me talk. Tony, you have to let me talk right, so we can have a conversation. Right, no, Tony's right, in the power hour. I love this. Tony, the, the, the problem is environment matters. If he would have went anywhere outside of the Giants who's been trying to fix their offensive line and Saquon Barkley not being healthy and them not having – and them missing on Kenny Galladay, that, that, that set the organization back tremendously. So we do we know what he is? Maybe, but maybe not. Right, and I, I I compare it to like the early Ryan Tannehill days in Miami. He was just in an unwinnable situation, and when he went to Tennessee, he was an MVP candidate. And I see a lot of similarities: the mo the mobility. I see like the the arm strength. He he is athletic, but but my concern is Tony. The reason why he won't be here after this year, because they can't get rid of him now because he costs too much money because it was so much pressure from everybody that they had to pay him cuz once he won a super once he won a playoff game you had to to pay him you you couldn't not pay him it would have been great if they would have picked up his option then they would have saw him get hurt last year then you wouldn't be having that problem because he would have been gone 
But now you have to think about the future, and I'm with you. You have to move on from Daniel Jones simply because I'm concerned a quarterback that gets hit a lot, a, a quarterback that uses a lot of his athleticism to run the football, I'm concerned with him having neck injuries and now a knee injury. So that's why I think you have to move on for him, not because he can't play. It's because environment matters, and right now this is the bad environment to cultivate and continue to, to develop Daniel Jones, even if he is young. Like I tell people before, Steve Young was not drafted by the 49ers. Brett Favre was not drafted by the 49ers. So just because Justin Fields is leaving, just because Daniel Jones would be gone, doesn't mean they can't resurrect their career and have a great career, maybe even a Hall of Fame caliber career. But sometimes it's time to move on and it's best for both people. And I think going forward, that's going to be the case with Daniel Jones. All right, we got audio files coming up. Stay with us. Barton Hahn, 98.7 ESPN. Gordon Damer at the 98.7 Tullamore Dew Sports Desk. Well, it is mock draft season for NFL fans, so that means it's time for Mel Kuyper Jr., his first mock draft of the year. He has the Jets at 10, selecting Georgia tight end Brock Bowers. Earlier this morning, he was on with DiPietro and Rothenberg to kind of explain how he came up with that. In terms of, of the Jets, I tried to get an offensive lineman. I moved J.C. Latham from Alabama up to that fifth spot because he's red hot right now. So I have Joe Walt going to Tennessee. They could take a receiver. They could take a neighbor's Odunze. That would push off down. I couldn't do that here. Olu Fashanu from Penn State. Uh, yeah, it's a mixed opinion. I, could, I gave him to the Jets in the first mock. I didn't hear. We'll see how that goes. And that is brought to you by Tullamore Dew, because when it's game time, it's Tully time. Tullamore Dew, the original triple distilled, triple blended, and triple cast matured Irish whiskey. Be sure to grab a Tullamore Dew or try the brand new Tullamore Dew. Honey, during tonight's action, glasses up to enjoying Tullamore Dew responsibly. Coming up at 3 o'clock, it's the Michael K Show, and it's only here on 98.7 FM. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. But this would be a fitting way. So just remember, uh, we lost a, a great New Yorker, a funny, funny man, a, a diehard Knicks fan yesterday, and Richard Lewis yeah, passed away at 76 years old. He had a, a heart attack, I believe. Um, yeah, you, I mean, you see him at the Garden. He'd be at the Garden constantly. When you go out to L.A., when the Knicks play out there, he's there. Yeah, uh, big, just hilarious. Enthusiasm. Yep. I mean, oh, he and Larry David, like- the two of them together are just gold. 
But this song, the reason why I asked Jacob to play this song is because there's long been this rumor that Billy Joel wrote that song, and in it is, you know, the line you just heard there is, um, you know, had, had a friend, we used to be real close, um, he said, closed the shop, sold the house, bought a ticket to the West Coast, now he gives them the stand-up routine in L.A. And a lot of people thought, is he writing about Richard Lewis? Because, again, Brooklyn guy who uh, ended up out in L.A. And, and, you know, obviously went on to great fame and fortune and everything else. Richard Lewis has always downplayed that. Said, no, it's not about me. But, and Billy Joel's even said the song is just about people and transitions in their lives and everything else. But still, it's like too close. <laughs> like, it's too, like it was too fitting, too close. And, uh, you know, a lot of times, anytime you've heard that song, you've always thought about it, like that cool story of, you know, the Brooklyn kid who made it big, right? And so, again, just a, 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 he loved the Mets, like just a great sports fan, funny, funny man, sweetheart of a person, too. Uh, and we lost him yesterday. So I just thought one way we could do that, just take a minute and just have some fun. Because, you know, again, people like him, they don't like to be mourned, you know, like this, just laugh, tell a joke, you know, stuff like that. But anyways, that classic hair, man. Oh, my God. Right, Larry David got classic hair too. Like, well, he's got the horseshoe thing going now. You know what I'm saying he, he, he Richard like, Lewis always had like the mullet that wasn't really a mullet. Yeah, it yeah, just it was, looked. He had like <laughs> rock star hair, but like yeah. he, he it didn't. He didn't overdo it. Like I don't like, know who's the who's the cat off Kiss. Like he had that type. <laughs> Gene <hair>. Simmons. <laughs> no, not, not not Gene Simmons. Oh, the, the other one. Oh, oh, with Paul, the star. Oh, Paul Stanley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah okay, yeah. all right. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's still just th- that news yesterday. Kind of because he. I mean, you talk about he loves the Knicks. Love the Knicks, and just you know, wasn't able to in his older life see them win a championship, but always held on, held out hope that they would. Uh, all right, so right now we got calls to get to at eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. But it is time for us to step aside and let the headline makers do the talking in the segment we like to call Audio Files. The Audio Files. Audio Files. We go to you know Bart. Whenever uh, people talk about like uh, Tom Thibodeau, for instance. And they'll say, you know, oh, the Knicks, you're up by 20. Can't you take this guy out? Why don't you empty the bench? Empty mm. the bench. Mm. And then Tom Thibodeau just looks, all he has to do is, the other night, Max Struess in 67 seconds, 12 three, you know, like 12 points, a whole bunch of threes, including one at the buzzer, right? Like, that's all you point to that. Or point to last night. The Clippers were rolling in this game. I turned it off. I was flying. And I, I turned you know it what? off. I did too. I did. It was once it got like third quarter, I'm like, no, this game's over. Like I turned it off because I wanted to see a good Laker Clipper game and the Lakers just didn't look up to it. They didn't look like they were up for the task and the Clippers are going to own them again. And then LeBron happened and he went berserk late in this game, just started knocking down threes. And then all of a sudden, what was a 21 point deficit? was suddenly a tight game, and I wish I knew. I had no idea because I, I slept through the rest of it. And LeBron just hit a bunch of threes uh, and then just just dominated the game, just took over. Yeah. And the Lakers end up with the win, 116-112. So what was a win for the Clippers suddenly vanished into a loss, and these are the things that keep coaches up, like Tyron Lue. Like the, he, it just like it just slips right out of your hands. You can't believe it. LeBron scored or assisted on eleven of the Lakers' thirteen baskets in the final quarter. Like he did everything: seven threes, all of it. 
And he was, as he said, in the zone. I was able to give myself some space and get a couple more looks. You know, so my teammates did a great job of continuing to find me. You know, and then I just try to dictate the tempo, dictate the game. You know, as we started making a run for it and getting the game closer and closer and closer. Um, so, you know, it was just a zone that you can't really describe it. You, you wish you could stay in it forever, but obviously it checks out, you know, as the game ends. But, you know, during it, you don't, you don't feel anything. You just, just have a superpower, I feel. Uh, he had the glow. I mean, again, this guy's 38, 39 years old and is just still plays at such a high level when he can. When he can. Yeah. Like he, it's again. You you can't get it out of him every, every night now. Yeah. But these moments are still in him. And Darvin Ham said he just gotta, you know, every now and then Superman comes out with the cape. Man, everybody's just pushing him on, cheering him on. You know, he uh, had to take the the cape tucked on his seat on the bench. I guess <laughs> it was time for him to whip it out. And uh, he he definitely did that. Put the cape on and just got aggressive and got in a good rhythm. He's been shooting the ball extremely well this whole entire season. It's still a great – I mean, like I said, Bart, I mean, he, he might story, not be the best player cool. in the game right now anymore because of the inability to play like that like all the time, but he yeah. is still – I mean, he top 10 best players in the league still. Yeah, but just understand. <sighs> no, come be. on. Come on. I mean, could be. I mean, Luca just put up a triple-double on his 25th birthday. You know yeah, I know. There's some guys, you know – Luca also you know, well, Luca also was part of blowing a lead against the Cavs. No, 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 I, I get all that, but, so, you know – Let's. I, you know, I love this, like because this this was really important game for the Lakers, and they were they were letting it letting it, letting it slip away. Oh yeah, this was extremely important because they're going through a stretch where they're not going to leave California for about you know three weeks. You know, and, and, and they need to to stack up as many wins as they can to try and be in the the plan where they only have to win one and not two. Um, let's see how much energy this takes out of LeBron. To be able to do this and what he has left, you know, for the play in or see see what happens there because I feel like they're they're competing too with the um, Golden State Warriors for that not to play in because Golden State Warriors are playing great and we're going to see them tonight and we'll see what happens there and what Steph can do because they've been on a bit of a roll. I think you would think eight of eleven or eight of ten. So it's going to be interesting to see like what old guy can kind of yep. you know see if Steph can one up the uh, you know mm. LeBron, but you know. When you look at the Clippers, I'm not concerned at all. I mean, I hate that they, you know, that they they had to get that type of loss. Maybe it wakes them up, and now they no, play the throughout. But they were out Paul George and um, I forget the other the the the, the center that I love. You know, they were Zubats. they were out them Zubas. Yeah, mm-hmm. they were they was without those two guys. So, I mean, I think the Clippers know if they see the Lakers, they kick that ass. I, I have seven game series, and that's not the concern. But still, it's just talking about moments. Like it was just a yeah, cool yeah, moment, great moment you know, last night. Now Add to LeBron's legacy. Uh, speaking of Steph Curry and the Warriors and cool moments, here's a story being told by Juwan Morgan. Now, Juwan Morgan was on the Boston Celtics in 2022. He hasn't played in the league since then. He's, I think, he's playing in Russia or something like that. But Juwan Morgan uh, was on um, a Run Your Race podcast. And he told a story about when they were, again, it was the Celtics, remember, took a 2-1 series lead, right, in the, in the NBA Finals, 2022. And it was during the game, Steph Curry was still trash-talking, even though, like, they were about to lose and be down 2-1 in the Finals. And listen to the story he tells about Steph Curry, and you talk about a guy with some brash confidence. So we sitting there, and he looked. He just like enjoy y'all last win. Drop the mic. That was game three, and I was just like, <laughs> like us, like like it's it's 
it's two one. Like, what you mean? Like, we I'm sitting here like this. I'm like, man, what, what size am I? Like, look, yeah. I need my ring size. Yeah, nah. Mo quiet. It was bro, quiet. He couldn't lose, bro. He couldn't lose that series. Mm-mm. He said then I was just like, like in my head, I'm thinking, like, I'm this kept me up at night. I'm like, did he? I'm like, nah, he ain't say that. He did. And guess what happened? Mm-hmm. He was right. <laughs> they went and won the damn series. Like, how crazy is that though? See, there's levels to this, man. Steph Curry just knew. He's like, all right, you got to get this one. You ain't winning this series. That's just ultimate confidence. But yeah, see, it's it's like Jordan when he holding the bat, smoking a cigar. Learn to take a real man to talk stuff when he's down. <laughs> I don't see what you were doing. Nah, it's easier to talk when you're up. <laughs> damn, damn, Jeffrey. I, it, it, did you see the the video of of Jordan and Magic when they? I guess they all got together at All Star, whatever. And he was just like, "I'll beat you right now." <laughs> like one on one, like he can never let it go. Like, bro, let ever it. let it go. <laughs> I want one of the, uh, the one of the guys that's newly retired. Like, let's go to him. Oh yeah, oh, you want that smoke, right? A million um, dollars, speaking million of bulls, dollars. like, damn, why well, I got to be a million, Mike? It's always got to be. Speaking of the Chicago Bulls, you know, you know that no bull tour that's been going on, right? That they're going to mm-hmm. do. It started yet? Yeah, uh, I I don't know. I do know that that even Scottie Pippen, though, with all the stuff with him and Michael, he still acknowledges that Michael is the greatest of all time. He he won't he won't let let that go. At but least he'll acknowledge that. But, but he just still but, talks about the bad shots that he took, and nobody said nothing about the bad shots that he took. And he ain't win until I got there. Maybe, but Horace Grant uh, discussed things about this tour. I speak my mind. Yes, you do. And it's going to be a no <laughs> tour. <laughs> I tell you this: the X factor in the first three and the second three, I would have kicked Dennis Rodman. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to have seen that. Dennis Rodman would have grabbed your balls and squoze them like I money knew this Mike. Was coming. I knew this was coming. Dennis would have squoze your balls. Squeeze harder and harder. <laughs> so they must be. Pimpin'. So they must be. You just be thought on the you tour. was gonna take it from the worm, huh? They call me the worm for a reason. I'm hard and slippery. They, they wow. They must they, seriously. This is uh, clearly. <laughs> already started and this is what you're going to get when they go around and they talk so I imagine like somebody probably brought up Rodman and you know the impact that Rodman had on the other side remember Horace Grant ended up with um, the, well, the bit, Orlando Magic right but didn't, but didn't he lose when Rodman was with the Pistons so you had a chance to kick his ass but you didn't well oh okay just saying well they did beat him after that yeah, but you also lost to Dennis too. So, quick, assuming that you're going to kick Dennis' ass. Well, he just let it let it be known. That's Dennis would have rubbed your ass. Might have. And dared you to do something about Might it. Might have. Um, phrasing. So here's also from first take. I love it. Yesterday, Mad Dog said something on first take. They were talking about the New Orleans Pelicans and Jonas Valanciunas, who is a center for the Pelicans. And as he was talking about him, because you know he had a trouble saying his name. So then he just went to another way to talk about it. And when he did make this reference that I've made before, he gave credit where credit is due. But the Pelicans got a lot of players. I mean, got two big offensive players. The kid Murphy can shoot. McCallum didn't even play. Mm-hmm. They can play some defense that they have to. You like the Travis Kelsey lookalike and Vashalunas. Let's right. throw him in there, too. Yep. And I'll let Wendy take over. He's the, <laughs> he is the Travis Kelsey lookalike. They're they, 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 they brothers. They, 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 they look exactly like him. <laughs> and Alan Holland said that. So I wanna, uh, well, I've been saying it for years. Said it? No, it was Holland who said, uh, so I don't want to steal their parents together, and we got we to investigate that tree. They look like great brothers. It's unbelievable how they look alike. How about Russo? Giving some credit. So on the on the MSG broadcast, while he was at the free throw line, 
I was doing I was calling the game with Mike Breen on Monday night. I mean on Tuesday night. And I said to Mike, doesn't he look like uh, Travis Kelsey? And Mike agreed. And then we just talked about how, like, Valanciunas is, you know, like 6'11 and a, a really nimble athlete. Like, can you imagine him as a tight end? So we were discussing it. So Mad Dog must have been watching the game. And so he brings it up and he couldn't say Valanciunas' name. So then he just called Nobody him Travis Kelsey lookalike. Yeah, it was too funny to get into the Travis Kelsey part of it. But I love the fact that he did at least, you know, give credit where credit is due. Now, it was, I think it was, um, was it Trey Murphy was the one who, when the Super Bowl, right, he had the the IG Live where he put it on Valanchunas and said, you won the Super Bowl. <laughs> so it was, you know, so it all starts obviously from that, but still, it's pretty cool. Uh, nice and mad dog to do that, right? You know, fans from love, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. It's my guy. All right, anyway, and that is Audio Files. 800-919-3776 is the number. We'll get back to your calls. We'll get into some, speaking of NBA and all that stuff that we just did here, we'll get into more of the NBA stuff, the Knicks, the latest on the injury update, Jalen Brunson as they play tonight against the Golden State Warriors. So more to get to. Stay with us. Barton Hahn, 98.7 ESPN. Thanks for listening to the Barton Hahn Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Barton Hunt, Alan Hunt, Bart Scott, 98.7 ESPN. All right, hour number three will be coming up, the power hour. We'll get into the Knicks, the latest in the um, the uh, injury report that was just dropped, the most recent one. Uh, one name still on it for the Knicks, one name no longer on it. Which of them? I'll let you know. That's coming up momentarily. Bart, I did want to update some things, though, that we discussed mm. earlier today. Uh, as again, this is February 29th, so we get one extra day in the month of February. It's Leap Day. Also gives you one extra day of Black History Month. So we had been discussing some Black History, right? And then you were telling the story of the real McCoy and where that came from. And I said to you, was he a, was he a black man? You said no. Hmm. Elijah McCoy was, in fact, African American. What you talking about, Willis? I'm serious. And so the saying, real McCoy, comes from him. But it wasn't him who did it. It was the products that he had made, and then other companies would also then make it. And then people would say, like, it wouldn't work as well. And they'd say, well, make sure you get a real McCoy. Yeah. He was hmm. a Canadian-American engineer of African-American descent. Hmm. Learn something new every day. He invented several different things. Tell you what, man. You see what happens, man? You come on this show, you get educated. You get cultured. You laugh, you cry, you learn. I just love how uh, it's the last day and Alan is schooling Bart on black history. Right. I, I, I I'm, I'm, actually really fa- I'm, I'm so fascinated with this. I really am. <laughs> we should have made this a thing like every day. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Why, like, why didn't so, we do this? It's so much stuff that black people, like stuff that people don't even realize. Like I think, I think we have something to do with the cell phone too. It's crazy. Well, I mean, by the time the cell phone came around, no, no, I mean, no, no. Like, I'm talking about the initial technology for it, right? I think we were responsible. I mean, for stuff that. that happened in the 1800s that's pretty remarkable because we all understood that you know there was the difficulty that we were yes, dealing with. <laughs> that, that they were probably ideas that were stolen a lot of times, right? I mean, when, when Bro, we get into the called, 20th who, century, who, it's like you know, it's like what what was that? That comedy special that that um, what that Chris Rock had when he was like, you know how to read? Like, no, what you talking about? Read that sign, boy. Like, what, what are you talking about? He was like, read that sign. Can you read that sign coming up? He's like, what are you talking about? That big octagon thing? Negro, who taught you octagon? 
<laughs> don't remember that. <laughs> he tried to act like he couldn't read. He's like, he's like, you better not read. He's like, you see the stop sign coming. He's like, if I read this stop sign, he gonna beat me. So he's like, so he's like, he said he ran through the dock. He ran through the stop sign and crashed into everybody because he's like. I'm I'm more enjoying just the whole the thing about Elijah McCoy is the real McCoy phrase that uh, and earlier I kind of explained you know just generally what it meant and where it came from and then it's it's funny because the popular expression that me- means the real thing right mm-hmm. attributed to Elijah McCoy's oil drip cup invention and one theory is that railroad engineers wanted inferior copies would request it by name. And inquire if a locomotive was fitted with the real McCoy system. This theory is mentioned in Elijah McCoy's biography in the National Inventors Hall of Fame. Mm. Pretty cool, right? Yeah, man. Like yeah, you know, like this phrases that you say every day in life, and you don't know where they came you don't from. Know where and they now came you came from, yeah, and it becomes a part of like folklore because our parents use it and we use it, and we don't know where it came from. That's like a good old boy somewhere. It's all about yeah. We don't want none of this. We want the real McCoy. Like, you know what? You know where that phrase came from, Jeb. You like like Jeb, that that, that black he blacker than that black oil that drip you using right there. Imagine this He's darker than that drip. Imagine just the absolute like he just aghast when you tell him where that phrase your favorite phrase. You know, y'all want to see from? my face. <laughs> y'all want to see my face. Yeah, that's just great. Woo. See, there you go. So you get an extra day of Black History Month, and with it, we're learning things, and which is what we should be doing. All right, let's find out what name is still on the injured list for the Knicks and what name is no longer on it, as tonight they take on Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors. The Power Hour coming up next day with us. Barton Hahn, 98.7 ESPN. Gordon Damer at the 98.7 Tullamore Dew Sports Desk. So yesterday we got to hear from Joe Douglas at the Scouting Combine. Clearly Joe Douglas has a lot to do this offseason to fix the needs of the Jets. But of the things he said yesterday, Don, yesterday on the K-Show, was not too pleased. Here is a moment. We're at the Combine. All the general managers are speaking. Then why can't you just be honest? Well, everybody knows it. Everybody knows it. They have to be hell-bent on the playoffs. Wouldn't you as a Jet fan feel good if your general manager said, we're hell-bent on making the playoffs? We must make the playoffs. The edict in the building is we are going to make the playoffs. Maybe it doesn't mean anything. And that's brought to you by Tullamore Dew, because when it's game time, it's Tully time. Tullamore Dew, the original triple distilled, triple blender, and triple cast matured Irish whiskey. Be sure to grab a Tullamore Dew or try the brand new Tullamore Dew. Honey, during tonight's action, glasses up to enjoying Tullamore Dew responsibly. Coming up at 3 o'clock, it's the Michael K Show, and it's only here on 98.7 FM. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN.